Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I'm Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, it goes without saying that today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am. How about you? Well, Traveling Pulpit family, how was your Christmas? You know, you can't have Christmas without Christ. And you can't have a holiday without his coming, because that is what Christmas is. It is a celebration of his coming. Even though he was believed by theologians to be born more in the spring than in the winter, he came. Regardless, he came. So we're celebrating a day and a time upon his arrival. But what about his return? Because he did say that he would come back. And we do believe that. And some of us anxiously await his return. But what about the others? What about those who do not believe? What about those who do not care? What about those who have fallen asleep and those who are not aware? I didn't mean to make that rhyme. It just happened that way. I'm sorry. But I want to know, Traveling Pulpit family, If you were to leave this world today, are you ready for it? Do you know where you're going? Will you go to eternity or will you go to damnation? You know, I just want to just give you a few scriptures to kind of strengthen you and encourage you and to help you build the road, help you along the way. As you continue to build your relationship with Christ. And if you don't know Christ. If you have not an idea. Of where you are. In this whole. Scheme. That the enemy or the devil has laid out for you. To try and trick you. Into thinking. That you're walking with the Lord. When actually you're not. I hope these scriptures help you. The first scripture I want to take you to is over in the book of Luke. And there you'll find in verses uh, chapter 22 and verses 31. These words that Jesus told to Simon in the book of Luke, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan had Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed that you have faith that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. What has going on is the enemy, our enemy, Satan, has asked for you personally. That he might sift you as weak to see what you're made of. To see if your commitment is real. And how he'll do that, he will take friends, family, whoever he can, who are weaker or have no desire to know the Lord and will use that individual to turn against you, to make you question your faith, to make you question whether or not your salvation is valid. But I want to tell you, in being sifted like wheat, do not give up. On the faith that you have in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
You see, if if you don't know this, being sifting is is a measure of uh, shaking or or separating. I remember as a kid when grandma used to make her biscuits, she had this handheld sifter. And what she would do is she would squeeze it and a little fan would let the good wheat or good flour fall down into the bowl where all the bad clumps held together and could not enter into the bowl or could not make it through the little fine areas, the little fine holes that the the flour would fall through. You see, that's what's going on in this generation now. You see, we're up against something that is now questioning our belief. We are being sifted. And before the Lord's return, he wants to know who is on his side, who is with him. Because if the Lord was to come today, it wouldn't matter what people believed because we would all go with him. But he has to know who is on his side, who is with him. And we are being sifted right now. So if you're being if you if you if you are in this situation where your faith is being tried by what you see on the news, if your faith is being tried because of your political uh, uh, opinion or, or belief, or even if it is tied to your job, your faith is on record right now. Not the record of the world, but the record of salvation. It is time to make a decision. And Satan has asked for you and me so that he might sift us, that he might check us to see what we're made of. If we are who we say we are, if we have the belief that we say we have. Well, how do we how do we know? We know because of Romans 10 and 9. We know because Romans 10 and 9 is the invitation and that by this invitation, you will know by who you're standing with, where, where it says over, over in nine, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is it right there. You will be saved. There is no question. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad you think your sin is, when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, I'm telling you, it is written for your benefit. There is no sin that the Lord cannot forgive you of because it says you will be saved. Now, I will tell you, I will warn you that blasphemy is the only unforgivable sin. We are in a day and time where our faith is going to be challenged. Where we will have to make a decision do we want to spend eternity with the Lord or do we want to spend eternity without the Lord? It is that simple. But if you confess with your mouth 
that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, it doesn't matter. There is no sin strong enough. No sin strong enough. I'm talking about from lying, fornication, homosexuality. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9 confirms that. You know, this is the truth. This is the truth that changes you because when you are changed, when you come to the truth, you will no longer do the things that you once did because the truth has been made known to you. And with the truth being made known to you, you have a responsibility to continue that relationship with Christ that you asked for. But being sifted as wheat, being sifted as wheat as the devil wants to do, he wants to take you back to that place, that place of satisfaction, that place of gratification, that place that you love so much. But Jesus has said that he is praying for you. Yes, he told Peter, I'm praying for you, but now he is praying for you. He is at the right hand of the father. He is doing the same thing that he did for Peter. He is doing for you. He is praying for you that you will not fail in that day and time. He's doing this because Rome, Hebrews 12 Verse one reminds us the reason why he's doing this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay every side, every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. He is praying for you. He is praying that when you are attacked, when you are sifted, when you are challenged, when you are tried, that you will not fall, that you will not counter or, or, or commit back into a world that you have just asked to come out of. Salvation is serious. We do not know the day nor the hour. But traveling pulpit family, this is serious. We are closer than we've ever been. In our lifetime. And I know for some, some have heard this, this message. Some have heard this story over and over and over again, and some have fallen asleep. But I'm telling you, those that have fallen asleep will be awakened. If they are with the Lord, they will be awakened by him and they will see him just as he is. But for some of us, we will not be asleep, but we will be called up with him in midair to be with him forever and we will see him just as he is. So that's why it's an awareness. He wants to know who is on his side. If you have taken his communion and believed, then you are on his side. But if you take this vaccine that they're trying to press upon people, that is the world's concoction. That is nothing of God. They're trying to make people see that it is science that is doing these things. Oh, it is at the speed of science. No, it is at the damnation of mankind and Christ wants salvation for you. What 
shall you choose for yourself? I have chosen Christ. And though I may be sifted, though I may be challenged, though I may be checked, I will stand with the Lord because I have made a promise to him that if I lose everything, I will not stop praising him because there is nothing in this world that will make me want to stay here. Nothing. I want to be with him for eternity. And I pray that you want the same thing for yourself, traveling pulpit family. I pray that you will share this message with your friends, with your family members, so that they can have an understanding of what is going on right now. I hold fast to this word because I have a cloud of witnesses that is laid hold of every side. So I'm going to run the race with endurance and I'm going to look to Jesus, who is the founder and perfecter of my faith. What about you? You remember Peter having been sifted like wheat because Jesus told him that that Satan wanted to have him. Wanted to take hold of him and wanted to see what he was made of. This is what Peter was made of. Peter was made of something so solid that he believed in so heavily because he had a relationship with Jesus. That that after his after his his testing, after he went through his tests, he overcame because he chose Jesus and not the world. And because of that, he was rewarded two books that bear his name, first and second Peter. But not only that, he was awarded a crown. He was awarded a crown because he endured the race. He had that cloud of witnesses with him and he looked to to Jesus. Who is the author and perfecter of his faith, and now he's the author and protector of our faith. But Peter goes on record and he wants to tell us something. What he wants to tell us comes from first Peter three and 14, 15. I'm sorry. He says, honor Christ, the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. You see, there are days that are coming because of who we choose. The world is going to turn against us. The world is going to hate us and the world is going to try and put us to death. But I am so confident that the Lord has made promises, promises that he will keep because we know he keeps his promises. Because if we are tested, we know that the test leads to a testimony. Knowing that Peter was sifted, knowing that I am being sifted, knowing that you are being sifted. Peter says, always be prepared to make a defense to Anyone, anyone, whether he is threatening your job, whether they are threatening your livelihood, whether they are threatening your life, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who acts for the reason uh, for the hope that you have. 
so that Christ will put them to shame and not you because you're standing with him and they're not. And finally, over in 2 Peter, Peter lays hold of these words in the first chapter and in the 16th verse where he says, for we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty for when he received honor and glory from the father and the voice was born to him by the, by the majestic glory that is this, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice born from heaven for we were with him on the holy mountain. Peter is talking about the mountain of transfiguration. And Peter, having been sifted, is giving us an eyewitness account of the very thing that happened to him. And I believe it's going to happen to us. The Lord God opened heaven and he spoke to Peter, James and John. And he let them know that this is my beloved son of whom I am well pleased and, uh, and for us to listen to him. You see, those words just wasn't given to them personally. They were given to them to share with us because they had to write these things down for us to know that there is a savior who died for us, who gave his life, who not only did so, but he got up again on the third day so that we could have a right to the tree of life. This is why they wrote these words down. This is why we have what we have called the Bible, 66 books handwritten by man who is of a sinful nature, but I believe was bound by the Holy Spirit that gave us these words. There is no trickery that has been done because I want to know what man in his right mind is going to write a book about his own failures, because that's what the Bible is. It's a book about man's own failures. But it's also a book about God's grace and Jesus's mercy held together by the Holy Spirit. And I pray for you, Traveling Pulpit family. I pray that this message does more for you than it does for the world. And I pray for those who are in the world that if you share this message with the world, which is what I'm about to do, I pray that that someone in the world will accept the invitation to Christ and build a relationship with him because it's not about me. It's all about him. Traveling pulpit family, I got to get out of here, but I want to thank you once again for just allowing me just a little of your time on a Saturday afternoon to bring to you the life-changing, life-sustaining message of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And as the day approaches, as the time draws near, let us be sifted, but let us not lose our faith, 
but let us remain wholesome in the Lord Jesus because it was our sin that put him on that cross and he deserves the opportunity to be in relationship with us and we deserve the opportunity to be in relationship with him. You can reach me, Traveling Pulpit Family, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. You can also reach me on our website, TravelingPulpitMinistries.com. You can reach out to me at TravelingPulpit at gmail.com, which is on the website. You can also find the blogs and also soon to come short stories on the website. And also the book that I'm currently working on that is still in production, still in the works that will be here sometime in early 2021. At the same time, you can still find the book, The Hill of Our Salvation, the story of Jesus with a modern day flair on the website through Amazon. You can order it through Amazon. It makes a great gift and I encourage you to check it out. So Traveling Pulpit family, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice. I love you. I got to go. But I pray that the Lord in this new year to come, if he is graceful to let us see it, I will be talking to you in, in and on next year. So until next year, Traveling Pulpit family, I love you. Look forward to hearing from you. And share this message with someone. It is so important. You just don't know. You just don't know who needs to hear from the Lord. Bye for now.